wrapping up a series that I'm calling Identity Matters. And what we've been trying to do is dive into this issue of identity where I see it's an epidemic that we don't know who we are. And so I wanted to really look at this idea that your identity matters, that living a life with a true identity is the best way to live life. And I feel like so often we don't always have the correct view, the correct identity of ourselves as we looked last week at this idea of the lies and the hurdles that stand in our way of having a good identity. Um, And what we need to do is fight this battle in a mental, spiritual way and not a physical way. Because I think so many times we let the bad things identify who we are instead of how God sees us, which is through the good things that he's done. And so as we conclude this series, as we wrap it up, I want to really dive into this idea of how do we begin to see ourselves as God sees us. And if those that may remember, there's this program that we used to have called D.A.R.E back when we were in elementary school. And what D.A.R.E was, was kind of this program to help educate us on drugs and alcohol and and the bad effects of drugs and alcohol so that we wouldn't use drugs and alcohol in the future. But there was one time that I can remember that when the D.A.R.E officer came, what he would do is he had these goggles that were like almost painted with it looked like clear nail polish and what the idea of these goggles were were, was to symbolize what it was like to be drunk and so what we would do is that that he would put these goggles on you he'd spin you around like five or six times and then he had this long strip of tape in the hallway that he would have you walk through and what this was to hopefully get you in the mindset of like this is what it's like to be drunk and so he would spin us around and I can remember he had some of these kids that that were slamming side to side into lockers some of these kids were twirling around and falling over and some of these kids were able to somewhat walk the straight line but at the end of the day the whole idea and the illustration of this drunk goggles was to give you a perspective from which a drunk person looks. And I hope as we conclude this series, that's what I want you to do. But instead of putting on your drunk goggles, what I want you to begin to start doing is putting on your God goggles so that when you see your identity, when you see yourself, what you're doing is you're looking through the identity in which God sees you. Because there's so many different things that I think are building up in the way of your true identity. You're still holding on to that mistake that you made so many years ago. You're still holding on to that thing that you said about somebody that turned them away from you. And that's how you've defined yourself. You're still hung up on the decisions that you made six years ago and you can't begin to forgive yourself. And so instead of seeing yourself as we saw in Ephesians chapter 1 as holy, blameless, forgiven, valued enough that he was willing to send his son to pay a price for you, you see yourself as the alcoholic, as the druggie, as the adulterer, as the abuser. And that's not the way that God sees you, but he sees you as all of these qualities. 
And so I hope that in diving into these two verses in Galatians, you will begin to see yourself as God sees you, that this is how we can walk away. That as we've defined our identity, as we've seen who we truly are, as we've seen that there's lies that stand in the way, here's the way that we can put on our God goggles and say, this is how I can walk away and begin to see myself the way that God sees me. And so I want to unpack this idea. Believe your God-given identity. Believe it. I know that's so much easier said than done, but if we want to begin to define who we really are, we've got to look past all of the temptation to look in the negative way, the way that Satan's pulling us, and begin to look at the way God truly sees us. And I'm telling you, as hard as it is to believe, you're not defined by your mistakes. You're defined by what God has done, not by what you have done. And so it says here in Galatians 2.20, I think this is an incredible verse in Galatians 2.20. It says, I myself no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So I live my life in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. I want you to catch this this verse, and I really want to focus on the second half of this verse because I, I think it really sheds some light of how we're supposed to walk away seeing ourselves as God sees us. But it says, I myself no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So just to give you a basic understanding, when we realize how broken and sinful we are, and we're in need of a Savior, we realize what Christ did on the cross for us, that God sacrificed his son so that now there was a payment for the sin that separated us from this relationship, and now we can enter into a relationship. So when when we realize that and we give our lives to Jesus, Jesus come, uh, sends the Holy Spirit and comes into our lives and transforms our lives. And it's him who lives in us now, not ourselves anymore, because we've entered into this relationship and he begins to transform our lives to live in such a way that is honoring to him. So that's what this beginning is talking about, that it's I, no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. In the second half, it says, so I live my life in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God. I think this is huge because it's saying no no matter that we live in this earthly body, that on this earth we're still living as human beings, as human flesh, we may live in this earthly body, but the way that in which we live is by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Again, it's going back to what I said as we unpack, believe your God-given identity. If there's something we can take away is, is how we see ourselves the way that God sees us in our identity. It's even though we live this earthly life in our flesh and our sinful being, when we enter into this relationship with Jesus, we live trusting the Son of God. So when we live this life, We trust that the way that God sees us in Ephesians chapter 1 is the way in which we are identified. It's not the way that we see ourselves anymore because Christ has entered into our lives. He's who lives in our lives. He's the one that's transforming our lives. And so we live this life based on trusting the Son of God in all areas of our life. So the way he sees us, we trust 
That's our identity. We trust that we're forgiven. We trust that we're valuable. We're trusting that we're chosen. These are the ways in which our identity is seen. This is our true identity. This is the way that God sees us. And so the basic, most simplest thing I can tell you is to walk away beginning to see yourself as God sees us. Is just trust Him. Just trust the Son of God because He lives in you and He's transforming your life and He has every power and every ability to have authority over your life. And so when we live this life, trust Him. Trust that He sees you this way 100%. And so that's the identity in which we should live out. Galatians 2.20, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So I live my life in this earthly body by trusting the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. It's him that we trust for our full identity. And then if you just go over a chapter in Galatians chapter 3, it says this, So you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have been made like him. There's no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female. For you are all Christians. You are one in Christ Jesus. So you might walk away from that first verse and you say, okay, Taylor, I understand. Just trust. Because when we live this life, we trust God to live our lives. So we should trust that he sees us 100% that way. And that's the way we should see ourselves. But it's not that easy. There's so many hurdles in the way of me truly seeing my identity, the way in which God sees us. So maybe can you give me another suggestion? And so in this chapter, in chapter 3 of Galatians, in these couple verses, here's my other suggestion. If it's very hard for you to just trust the Son of God in the way that you live, that He sees you this way and that's the way you should live and identify yourself. It says here in this verse, and all who have been united with Christ in baptism have been made alike. Made like him, sorry. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all Christians. You are all one in Christ Jesus. So simply put, the other way, if you can't just solely trust that that's how God sees you, look to other people who are living out their God-given identity and live out just like them. Because it says you have all been united with Christ and have been made like him. You are all one in Christ. And so if we're all one in Christ, we're all the same. And so those that are actually living out their identity, we should look to them to be reminded that that's our identity too. Because since we are one, we are the same. And so if you have a hard time really living out your identity as forgiven, look at somebody who's had a past that is really messed up, really made mistakes, and yet they say, no, it's God who's forgiven me, and that's my identity now. I've been forgiven. If you can't really live out this identity, that man, that God, with all the mistakes that I made and all the bad decisions I made, I'm still chosen to be in this relationship. Look to somebody that says, no, 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 I, I know I've messed up. I know I've made mistakes, but I know God has chosen me. And I'm made to be in this relationship. Because when you're around people that are truly living out their God-given identity 
and you're not living out your God-given identity, it's going to begin to get you to see that this is the identity that I have too. And it's slowly going to begin to change the way in which you see yourself. I say this a lot of time when it comes to the people you surround yourself with. But when you surround yourself with people that are living a God-given identity, and that's where you spend your time, and that's where you spend your energy, it's going to begin to transform the way you see yourself in a positive way, as if you spent time with people who don't live out their God-given identity, and you do. It's going to slowly begin to shift your identity away from the way in which God sees you, and instead living out of the false identity that everybody else lives out of. So the best thing you can do is surround yourself with people that live out a God-given identity. And it's going to begin to help you see your identity for how God truly sees you. Because these people are made in the image of God and they're one since they've entered into this relationship with God and we're all the same in this relationship. And so we live out the identity in which God has given us. And if we have a hard time doing that, we look to the people who are also in this relationship with God and they're living out an identity that God has given them. Trust God in Galatians 2.20. In Galatians 3, look to other people who are also believers in Jesus who are living out their God-given identity to see that that's my identity too, and that's the way I should see myself as well. One of my favorite movies as I close here that's been um, a great movie in my opinion is this movie um, called Goodwill Hunting, if you've ever seen it. It's a great movie. The only caution I have is it does have a lot of cuss words, but, but basically there's this scene, this scene towards the end of the movie. There's this guy, Matt Damon, plays um, where he's had just a history. His father was an alcoholic and he'd been abused and he'd been beaten and he'd just kind of been stuck. He he won't really open himself up to any counselors. He's been kind of stuck um, in his job. He just really isn't doing a whole lot. He can't keep a relationship. And so he's really just struggled and all these different counselors have tried to help him. And, and finally he goes to see this counselor played by Robin Williams. And Robin Williams um, looks at his file and he's looking at all the different notes that different counselors has given him. He's looked at different pictures that uh, have shown the marks that his father's given him and the way he's abused him. And, and Matt Damon has, has met with Robin Williams a couple of times and he says, okay, give it to me. Is it fear of, aban fear of ab abandonment? Is it bipolar disorder? disorder? Is it multiple personality disorder? He, he's waiting for Robin Williams to give him the worst because he's heard all these things before and, and he's just ready for another counselor to give him a diagnosis. And so Robin Williams, doing the best that he can to try to open up to Matt Damon and really get him to see who he truly is, so he starts to tell his story. And his story is very similar to Matt Damon's story and talks about how his father was an alcoholic and he would come home and he would beat him as well. And this touches Matt Damon a little bit, but he's still putting on his front and still sees himself as this broken child that it's all his fault for the way that his father was. And so Robin Williams begins to look at Matt Damon 
And instead of giving him a diagnosis, instead of trying to put something on him that's not who he is, he looks at Matt Damon and he just says, it's not your fault. Matt Damon says, yeah, I understand. He says, no, it's not your fault. No, I get it. I get it. It's not your fault. And, and Robin Williams just keeps repeating this till there's a moment that Matt Damon just breaks down and he bawls his eyes out. Because it was in this moment that for so long Matt Damon was living out of an identity that this is my fault. The way that my life has played out, the way that I am today is because it's my fault. And Robin Williams needed him to see that that's not who you are. That's not your identity. It's not your fault. You are who you are, not because of anything that's happened, but because you're a, a, a man that has faced some abuse, that has faced some trauma, that has faced some tough things in his early life, but it's not his fault that all these things happened. He needed him to see his true identity from his perspective, not from Matt Damon's perspective. He needed Matt Damon to see that through Robin Williams, this is how I see you, and it's not your fault. And so, we need to begin to put our God goggles on and God to tell us that's not who you are. This is who you are. This is your true identity. Trust me that this is who you are and look to other believers that are living out this God-given identity to help you see that this is who you truly are. Live out your God-given identity.